There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Louis Intefel of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Intefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God followed with miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Lord, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. And you may be seated. Going deeper. Oh, I don't feel you. Going deeper. Going deeper and doing more. Yeah. So at this come, we are believing God to go deeper in the things of God. No more shallowness. I got what I'm saying. No more shallowness. Eh? We are going deep. And as our roots go deep, we will be able to do more. Everybody here, you are going to do far more than you have ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Today you are struggling with one bar center, but you are going to be, you know, somebody, a center minister overseeing 12 bar centers. Amen. I get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a blessing to go deeper into the things of God. There are deeper things. Yeah. In God. Hallelujah. So now, since we've been here, all right, and like I said, I'm teaching from, you know, this wonderful book, Prophet's new book, Going Deeper and Doing more. And, and, and it's from the Holy Spirit because I mean since me, that was the, the I even told people about it. I didn't even know the book was coming up. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Amen. So God is guiding us. Now we have had three points so far for those of you who are just coming. Since we came only three points that we have had. <laughs> Today we're here from 6 to about 3.30. Alright. And point number one is go deeper into the deep things of God. Amen. Amen. Huh? Yeah. There are deep things of God. Point number two Number two, how God takes you deeper. Hey, how many of you realize that God can take us deeper? Hmm? We learn that God 
takes you deeper when he sees that you hunger and thirst for more. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Number three, go deeper in love and do more. Amen. Go deeper in love. A powerful statement that prophet makes in, in the book is that there are many people, okay, who do things but not out of love. And that is dangerous. And that is dangerous. Yeah. That is dangerous. And we give examples, for example, in marriages, where maybe the sister doesn't love the brother, but love the brother's money. She's coming for the money. It's very dangerous. And when the money finishes, what else? Or he thought that the sister was very beautiful, not knowing that everything. Have I told you, have I told you about the brother who married a wife and they went for honeymoon? Should I tell you? You guys, you like tulipa. So they got married and then they, their friends were very excited. So they accompanied them to the uh, honeymoon chamber. So they locked the door. And throughout the whole of the wedding ceremony, the guy, he and uh, Santo was doing him. So when they got there, they locked the door and said, for the first time, let me kiss you. So when he was ready to kiss her, then the lady said, please wait. Then she put her hand here and made like this. And, and she opened her mouth. Uh. Not knowing that she had noted, it was just, uh, uh, how do you call it? Uh, uh, denture. Yeah. Yeah. Then the brother said, let me hug you. So he was going to hug his new wife. Then she said, wait. So he was wondering what else. So she made like this. Then this arm came up. She made like this. Then this arm also came up. So she said that. follow beauty only then but her hair was flowing so at least that gave him a little you know so he said let me just you know the way you you know this is what I'm saying then she said wait so she, she did like this and you we imagine totally sakola When the brother saw it, 
He just collapsed and, and died. That's what. You must have a proper reason why you want to marry that brother or that sister. Amen. Look, at this camp, I think God has taught you about marriage. Hmm. Now, point number four for this camp. Going deeper in doing more. Point number four. Go deeper. In the anointing and do more. Go deeper in the anointing and do more. Ezekiel chapter 47. Let's read Ezekiel chapter 47. They're reading from verses 1 to 5. Afterwards, he brought me again into the door of the house. And behold, the waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east. And the waters came down from under, from under, from the right side of the house, at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without unto the outer gate by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits. And he brought me through the waters. Say the waters. The waters were to the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through. The waters were to the loins. Afterward, he measured a thousand and it was a river. Everybody say a river. That I could not pass over. For the waters were risen. Waters to swim in. A river that could not be passed over. Amen. By the time you are leaving this camp, you'll be swimming in the rivers of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You came dry, but you are going back swimming in the waters of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Your anointing level was at the knee, at the ankle level, but it is rising because God is going to take you deeper. It's rising to the knee level, to the loin level to the chest level now you you are totally submerged under the under the waters of the anointings in the name of Jesus huh so go deeper in the anointing and do more it is possible to go deeper in the anointing what is the anointing the anointing is the power of the Holy Spirit that God gives 
to his people to save him. Amen. Hallelujah. Eh? It is the anointing on a believer, the power on a believer to save. To save. Now all of us receive the Holy Spirit when we become born again. Are you getting that? Yes. Because the scripture says that if any man hath not the Spirit of God, is none of office. Amen. So when we become born again, we are filled with the Spirit of God. Look at Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Acts chapter 2. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Are you seeing that? Eh? Repent, and ye shall receive. So when we repent, we come born again, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Are you getting that? The Holy Spirit comes in us and gives birth to our dead spirit. The spirit of an unbeliever is dead. Alright. Huh? So your spirit becomes born again, receives life from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into your spirit. Alright. Then, now the Holy Spirit begins to walk with you. So Jesus said, eh, he will be in you and he will be with you. Amen. John chapter 14 from verse 16. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Are you seeing that? Eh? So he dwelleth with you. So the Holy Spirit is with a believer and is also in a believer. The Holy Spirit is in a believer to regenerate your spirit for you to have life in God. Eternal life. Then the Holy Spirit is with a believer to help him in his Christian work. Change your life. Alright? But then there's another dimension of the Spirit which is the Spirit upon. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, the Spirit upon alright? Eh? Is the anointing for service, for ministry, to do something for God. So let me put at this time, because as we are talking about going deeper in the anointing, if we are not serving, why should God give you the anointing? If you are not doing anything. So let me just pause so that all those who are not doing anything, who don't want to do anything, they leave, so that we can continue. 
Is there anybody who is living? We all want it. Good. Are you getting that? Now that anointing, the power of God, that comes upon a believer to help him to serve the Lord. Okay, it's in levels. It's in levels. Yeah. It's in levels. Are you getting that? And the level of the Holy Spirit allows you to do a certain level of works in the Lord. And as the level of the Holy Spirit increases, your ability, your capability to do things for the Lord also increases. So if you want to do more, you must also go deeper in the anointing. You must increase in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Do you understand that? Yeah. So it is possible to go deeper in the anointing. The river described in Ezekiel is a river of God. It is a river of the anointing and a river of the power of the Holy Spirit. As you can see, it is possible to go deeper and deeper into a river. The river gets deeper as you go in further. As you go deeper, the water rises from the ankles to the knees, then to the loins until it is so deep that you cannot stand. This river speaks of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. As you go deeper into the anointing of the Holy Spirit, your life will be controlled by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel's river is a message that says you can go deeper for the anointing. So we are going deeper for the anointing. We are going deeper for the anointing. How many of you are going deeper for the anointing? The power of God. You are going to become more and more anointed. Anointed. May the Lord anoint you more and more. More and more. More and more. More of the spirit of God. More of the power of God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. You got that? Yeah. The disciples, the disciples were anointed progressively. In John chapter 20, verse 22, look at it. John chapter 20, verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. So that was a level of the anointing. Then in Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 2, look at it. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And they sat upon each of them. And they were all filled 
prison, they are being filled again. No, but Jesus told them in uh, John 20, 20 to receive the Holy Spirit. They received, did they receive? Yeah, and here they are being filled again. Alright? And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So another level of the anointing. Yeah. Then in Acts chapter 4 from verse 28... Alright, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy way. By stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Now watch this. And when they had prayed. The place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Third time they are being anointed. Is it progressively? Progressively. 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 Look at it. So the anointing that you came to uh, this camp with is here. You understand it? But God wants you starting from this camp to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. deeper. There's a river until you are swimming in the river. I say until you are swimming in the river. I see you swimming in the rivers of the anointing. Amen. So going deeper for the oil. Going deeper for the oil. In, nat- in, in the natural, human beings take very deep. To get natural oil and gas. They realize that they must go vertically down. Otherwise they are not going to get much. Some of the wells, oil wells are as deep as 10 to 15 kilometers vertically deep below the earth. 10-15 kilometers. Eh? We, are, we are talking about, so where? So as we are here, like where? Yes. So which town? Mampo or feather from Ebri from Ebri to Ekopon is 10 kilometers. Can you imagine that? Eh? Now, Ekopon is, is when, when you go this way, I'm going to Mampo. Ekopon is this way, oh? Eh? It's where? This way. Where's Ekopon? Which are the Ekopon you're talking about? After Manfi. And where are we? Ah, yeah. We are going this way. Where's Mampon? Eh? Mampon is here. And so, after Mampon. Wow! Can you imagine that? To get 
oil. Do you get it? Yeah. That is how far they can go to get oil. They are so deep and far and yet human beings have reached out to tap into the store of oil below the earth. Can you imagine what is involved in taking a well that is 10 kilometers deep? Can you imagine how far 10 kilometers is horizontally? Horizontally. So the horizontal one is what we have done. I'll bring to, to a, a crop. Hmm? These are fantastic feats of men seeking to go deeper to get more oil for the world. Why don't you think of going deeper to get more oil and more anointing for the things of God? Amen. Amen. Huh? Yeah. Many of these wells are vertically drilled. I've listed just four of the amazingly deep oil wells in the world. Now listen on. God this. So when you come to church, you learn so many things. How many of you realize that you learn so many things? Yeah. No, church is an amazing place. Oh. Now, some of you, a few years in the church, your English will become very nice. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I know a brother, you know, who couldn't speak any English. Yeah. He came into the church. His English has improved. He's a pastor, international businessman, travels. Church is a wonderful thing. Why is it so? Thou had shown me the path of life. For in thy presence there is fullness of joy and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Wonderful things are happening to you and are going to happen to you as you stay in the presence of the Lord. Yeah? Now, even some of you have become more handsome these two days that we have been here. Because the glory is found on your face. Yeah. You are wondering why since two days you have been here that uh, lady has responded to your test already seven times. Whereas in the last three months only two times. At the end of the camp, some of you should refuse to go back. You should just stay here, live here, sleep here for another two weeks. So all the problems in your life will be solved. Amen? So now, interesting facts. Say interesting facts. Yeah. 
You see, many Christians don't read. They don't research. So, it's like they don't know much about apart from uh, some small tongues. That's all. Uh, you ask about, you know, ye levy. So, oh, ah, you see, we want Basenta and say ye levy. <laughs> Life is not only Basenta. Even there are some people, all right, based on your knowledge, you'll be able to draw them to the Lord. Pastors must read. Many people feel that pastors are daft and non-intelligent. It's true. It's an assumption. Yeah. One time I was flying uh, from I uh, think you know, another another city to Accra. There was a gentleman sitting to my left. Now I was busy reading, he was also busy reading. So just about maybe twenty minutes or so before we touched down. I realized that he was reading a law book. So so I asked him, Are you a law student or so? Turned out that he was a lawyer. So we got into talking. So I'm also a pastor. You know. Now, when I said I was a pastor, himself came. So you pastors. Oh. Small I'm a pastor. Started blasting pastors fully. But in his introduction, you know, he had told me that he was a government official. So he was one of the leaders of the country. So when he finished blasting us, then I asked him that, do you call yourself a leader? Then I said, if we are a leader, then I started out of leadership. You have to build something. What have you built? Yeah. Then I said, my church, just a little church. Look at it. Then immediately I started speaking. I said, Oh no, I'm not talking about you. I mean, you, I know that, you know, I say, "Ah." I took him on fully. then we just oh next time says okay so read so listen to these fantastic facts number one the better rogers the better rogers number one anadago basin in oklahoma usa is 9.58 kilometers deep yeah the BP Deepwater Horizon Tiber Field in the Gulf of Mexico in the United States of America is 10.66 kilometers deep. Now people are going for oil. That's how deep they are going. The Maes dr- drilling Raya 1 Block 14, Uruguay 
is 3.4 kilometers deep and uh, Shakalin 0 to 14 uh, Chivo field in Russia is 14.9 kilometers deep. The Kola super deep borehole, the deepest hole ever dug, reaches approximately 7.5 miles below the earth's surface or 12.262 kilometers. A depth that took about 20 years to reach. The hole was intended to go as deep as possible, which researchers expected to be around 14.5 kilometers. It is time for you to go deeper and get the anointing that you need. What is it, what is it going to take for you to go deeper? You have to spend, spend the time and energy and money to drill deeper and go further. You may be an anointed person, but there's always more you can have. Yes. Amen. You may have visions and dreams, but there are always higher and greater visions than you can imagine. Thank God for your little hazy visions. You must be aware that people have had visions of Jesus Christ walking into a room tangibly and talking to them for two hours. Papa Hagen was in hospital. Yeah. And he heard four steps. The door opened. And Jesus entered the room and pulled a chair and sat by him and spoke to him for two hours. These are levels. These are going deep 20 kilometers. Not, not, not just 50 centimeters. No. Why do you go 50 centimeters? You can't get anything. Amen? Are you getting that? Hmm? There is even deeper than that. People have had visions in which Jesus walked down the aisle into the church in the full view of everyone. Hey! Jesus walking down the aisle in the full view of everyone. Oh, Father, give us such things. But when I said that, you didn't say that I want that one. When I mentioned Tokyo, you said you'll be there. You see, that is why you're not getting more anointed. I've been praying for some time now to encounter Jesus. And I've been telling him that, Lord, you have revealed yourself to so many over the centuries. Please, me too. Yeah. Me too. I want it. Don't worry. Whenever it happens, I'll let you know. Amen. But so far, he has not minded me at all. So I have to keep going deeper and deeper. And deeper, and deeper, and deeper, and deeper, and deeper, and deeper. Amen. There are more and more fantastic and amazing possibilities in every field. Never think that 
you have arrived, you can go deeper. There are deeper anointings of church growth. Yeah? Deeper anointings of church growth. Thank God for your 1,000 member church. 500 member, uh, member church. It's a blessing. 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. But wait until you hear eh, that there's a church that has 250,000 members on a Sunday morning. of the church God anointing. Now stand to your feet. We are going to pray. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. give us us higher levels levels of the church God anointing. Clap your hands and ask for it. Yes, Lord. Everybody pray. Yes, Lord. Give us a higher level. Yes, Lord. For church good. In the name yes, of Lord. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Are you praying? Clap your hands and pray. Father, give us a higher level of nothing. For church good. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
and testing land where no water is to see thy power and thy glory so as I've seen thee in the central. Now sit down. Let me show you how you get anointed. When you see for the Lord and spend time with the Lord, you get more and more anointed. You get more and more anointed. How is it so? Alright. Can, can the movements cease please? Alright. How is it so? Come, Reverend Ellie. Come, Reverend Richard. Watch. These are very close friends. They have been friends for about 20 years. Yeah. They understand it. Now, Pastor Nino, come. So suppose these are three mutual friends. Huh? We spend a lot of time together. So you get to a point where you know what whose shirt is hot, whose trousers is hot, whose watch is whose phone. Do you understand it? And things like that. Because they are always in time. Now, suppose he uses a special, you know, uh, perfume. You know, there are some people, they use special. When I say special, like, that is the only one that they use. How many of you know some people like that? So they use, I know people like that. Yeah. So you can associate the perfume with them. I, I am not like that. After finishing Bible, like, what is there? Anything, okay, just bring it, shh, that I'm going. Yes. But there are some people they are very particular, and there's nothing wrong with that. So suppose Reverend Richard is somebody like that, and they are three friends. I listen. I'm showing you how you get anointed by spending time with God, by seeking for God, but being with God. Many believers don't like to be with God. Many shepherds, many pastors, many full-time pastors, lay pastors. No. 30 minutes in and out. Once a while. Eh? But you need to be able to be there for hours, days, regularly. Yeah? Now watch this. Please stand here. So, Let's say the whole of today, Reverend Ellie has gone to spend time with his best friend, Reverend Richard, in chatting, in a room, talking about ministry, you know, different things. And after that, he leaves. So, say bye-bye to him. Bye-bye. So, he leaves. Now, as he's going, he meets their mutual friend, Reverend Illinois. Now, watch this. He has spent the whole day with him. 
And Reverend Nimoy knows him very well. Knows him very well. When he meets him. Are you watching? When he meets him. He will ask Reverend Ellie. Have you. Been. With Reverend Richard. Why is he. Asking that question. Because when he met him. What he normally smells on Reverend Richard, he is smelling it on him. Yeah? Eh? Is not is that not how wives? Catch their unfaithful husbands. Now, when they enter the door, now say, Ah, you are built for a certain woman. You are built for a certain woman. They smell. They can, they can, you know, I think they are special women perfume or whatever. And unfortunately for you, also, the lipstick has also. But then she pointed out, what about it? <laughs> so listen, after Reverend Ellie has been with Reverend Richard for a long time, what is normally on him has rubbed on him. That is why he's asking, Have you been with him? When you spend a lot of time with God and you are living, what is on God? His spirit, his glory, his power will rub on him. Yeah. You don't, you don't smell of God because you don't spend time with God. You have too much time for social media. Social media is you have to you have to balance it well, otherwise it will become an enemy. It will steal your prayer time, your Bible study time, your your study time, your audio soaking time, your video soaking time. It will seal it. How many of you agree? Yeah. I mean, look. When I post something on my status. After five minutes. So I asked, I asked the, uh, is that people are waiting? Do, do you understand? Is that are they waiting for me to post something? That is that they don't have anything to do. Because after five minutes, so many people. Yeah. Facebook, you are there. And I understand that the young people between 12 years to 17, they don't go on Facebook. TikTok. Is, is that the case? Give me a wave. Is that the case? No, I didn't know until recently.
useless things. I said following useless things. Huh? Yeah. Some of you, you waste your whole day forwarding, forwarded videos. And you have written for that many, many, many times. That's why you don't get anointed. But if you want the oil from this level, eh, feet level, to anchor level, to, to, to knee level, to loin level, to chest level, and to you swim in the river, you must learn to seek the Lord and to be with the Lord. Thank you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Amen. Listen, you can seek. You can seek for greater anointings and you have them. Oh yeah. That is where listening to messages come in. Watching videos come in. Even as a lay pastor, even as a lay pastor, I had the habit of regularly going to hide to pray and to soak in messages. There's a place at Abokobi, Abokobi Presby Women's Center. How many of you know that place? Yeah. Those years, I'm talking about 1993, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98. Yeah. I'll go and pack my car. Monday, I'm there. And book for a room. I'll be there. Praying and soaking. Those days, we had cassettes. There were no CDs. Cassettes. And I had my reverse, auto-reverse player. Yeah. And I'll slot it in. Be praying. We didn't have a lot of things. We had a few manuals and camp notes. Monday, I'll be there. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm leaving on Saturday. Be with the Lord. Stop in today. Have time for God. Have time for God. Listen, anointing is a wonderful thing. Oh, yes. Pray. And desire that have a great test and hunger for the power of God, the presence of God, the glory of God in your life, in your ministry, in everything that you are doing. Even as a footballer, get anointed. As a wife, get anointed. As a husband, 
Look at the anointed. The anointing is also needed for everything. Eh? Jesus was heavily anointed. Oh, yeah. Eh? He was heavily anointed. In Luke 9, also, the Bible says that the people were amazed at the mighty power of God that was working in his life. Yeah. Everything changed in his life once he became anointed. No, they know they knew him as a carpenter. And one day he came to church, he said, oh, the days of carpentry are over. He said, Now I can preach, I can teach, I can heal, I can deliver, I can open blind eyes. They say, Why? He said, For the spirit of the Lord God has come. And from that time. Jesus was moving, teaching, healing, working miracles. Demons ran away from him. They begged him. Huh? Yeah. You know, some years back, the Good Friday service that we have at the Independence Square, we used to have it at the Kodesh. Those of you remember. Yeah. On one particular Good Friday, during the service, something amazing happened. After the prophet had preached, he said, I'm going to pray for the sick. Expect your miracle. Close your eyes. In fact, we took the communion. Father, thank you for miracles, healings. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are here, you are healed. Come. I tell you. I tell you the testimonies. And as, as I stood there and listened to the testimonies in awe, the Holy Spirit told me, he said to me, he said, it is called the healing anointing. And then he said, either it is there or it is not there. No, watch the healing Jesus crusades. You will see. Simple prayer. Father, thank you for healing Power, miracles, Jesus' name. Come. Hey. Hunchback. He straightened me. Huh? Swellings in the neck. Disappearing. What is that? What is that? It's deep oils of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And from this time, you are going to see for that oil. I'm going to see for that oil. We are going to see for that oil. In the name of the Lord Jesus.
you know why you are struggling for your placenta? Always two people, three people. It's a level of the oil. It's a level of the anointing. Oh yeah. Not, not that the people don't want to come. But see, you don't have enough anointing to attract them. Oh yeah. You see a church, please sit down. You see a church that is struggling. And a pastor is there for five years, 13 members. Same building, same condition. You send another pastor there within three months. You, you see that the thing is just moving like that. Just moving like that. What explains this? Is the anointing? The anointing on the two of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. Hey. Charlie, if there's anything you should test a hunger for, it must be the anointing. Once you are anointed, hey, shh. everything falls in place. So, pastors. Shepherds, potential shepherds, lay pastors. Let's seek for deeper, deeper levels of the anointing. Deeper. Yeah. Elisha, he was very smart. He quickly realized that, look, the thing is a certain power that is working in the life of his master. So just before Elijah left, asked him tell me what I should do for you Second Kings chapter 2 verse 9 and it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee now look at me if modern day Christians and pastors were asked this question No, because an anointed man has a lot of things. He has houses, he has nice cars, he has nice shoes, you know, and all that. You ask modern day pastor, apostle, bishop, shepherd. You say, oh, please, if you didn't mind, your house at uh, East Legon, that one, where there's a big swimming pool. If, 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 you know, yeah. Someone, oh, your, 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 your car. Eh? The latest BM, seven series. The one that last October, you know, you brought. Yeah. The one that when it's raining, it falls on it, it dries automatically. <laughs> No, I'm sure that modern day pastors, Christians, that's what they have asked. Not Elijah. He said, he said, look at it. He said, I want to go deeper. He said, a deeper level of the anointing. Eh? Elijah said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Yeah. You know, those of us in the UD, 
you understand it? God has blessed us with a pastor, with one of the biggest anointings on earth today. Oh, yes. One of the biggest anointings on earth today. When Dr. Polynature came, he, he described said one of the strangest anointings. Yeah. But I dare to say that many of us are not benefiting from that anointing. You know, towards there, sit down, please. How was the how I came to be anointed conference? Several pastors who have been associating with prophet for years. Some of them, maybe not too long, were giving testimonies. You should hear their testimonies. I had three branches. Today I have so many branches. I didn't have a church building. Today I have a church building. Yeah. As I was listening to them, I was asking how many of us so-called sons of the prophet in the house, pastors, missionaries, shepherds, full-time pastors, lay pastors can say that. How many of us? I don't know why you are clapping. This is not a clapping message. This, this is a sad, it's a sad commentary. You are clapping because you don't have revelation. Many of us. Many of us. Do you get it? Yeah. I believe that one of the greatest mercies that the Lord has shown us as children of the prophet is the recent message that he preached how I came to be anointed let's all go back and take those messages and eat them and drink them and soak them eh? and soak and soak and soak and soak and soak yeah to understand how we too can become anointed. Because many of us truly are not anointed. We are like ducks swimming in the river that the waters come upon us and then we just shake off the water off. I let to tell you something. You will not amount to much without the anointing. You will not amount to much without the anointing. As a prince, you understand that? Yeah? You see a missionary, a full time missionary, full time, 24 hours, the only work you have 
the church work. You are there. Seven years. Twenty-five members. You don't have money. You don't have offerings. And you find such people, they want to blame who? You want to blame who? You want to blame who? And you turn around and you want 12 million dollars. From whom? You know, I always tell our Bible students. You know, I stood here to make an announcement. Free scholarship. Come, four years. All these facilities. Enjoy them. Textbooks, teaching, anointed videos, everything. Then when you finish, you are given the opportunity and supported to go and build a church. That is the opportunity for your life. Get to the job. Build a strong church. And win souls for the Lord and personally also become blessed. That is what can be done for you. And that is what has been done for you. Yeah.
the anointing. The anointing of my father. The anointing to build a large church. The anointing to build buildings. The anointing to train pastors. The anointing to train shepherds. The anointing to write books. The anointing to have conferences. The anointing to have crusades. The anointing to pray for the sick. For miracles. Signs and wonders. The anointing for prosperity. The international ministry anointing. Lord, oh, take me deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Let more of that spirit follow me. I hear you've gone home. There are deeper, deeper evangelistic anointings. You discover evangelists who speak to thousands of people and also teach the word of God. You discover evangelists who win millions of souls and also build churches. Indeed, going deeper into the evangelistic anointing may lead you into the dimensions of evangelism that you have never thought of. Go deeper and do more. It is time for you to believe this fact. It is time for you to believe this fact. It is time for me to believe this fact that there are deeper dimensions of anointing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Believe this fact. Pastors. We have a lot of unanointed pastors. Yeah. Fifty of the prophets. Who followed uh, Elijah? They were not anointed. Yeah. They were not anointed. They were observers and commentators and things like that, but not anointed. Many of you pastors, you are not anointed. You are not. You are living in the midst of a river of anointing. Can't you see the river? Where we are, this is one of the manifestations of that river. Look at it. You think it, it takes money to build this? It takes power. Power. Anointing. Yeah. To do mighty works. I had the privilege of having you know close quarters interaction of the president last Saturday here. Yeah. I was blessed. 
I was driving him in a golf cart here. Yeah, we'll see. Here was I. And he said, whenever I come here, I get amazed at what Bishop Dark has done here. It takes anointing, power, the glory of God, the presence of God for such mighty works to be done. And as his child, at least show us what you have also built small. Zero. Yeah. Many of us don't resemble our father at all. When Dr. Paul Neche came here, he made a very significant statement. He said, his father is Bishop Oedipo. He said, I decided eh, not to deceive myself that I'm my son until I've seen mighty things. If I say he's my father, I must resemble him. Eh? Are we going to seek deeper levels of the anointing? Eh? Yeah. And, and, and some of you, and some of you, alright, instead of seeking for the anointing, alright, that God has placed on our pastor and our leader, which is the anointing which is easily available for you. Because inheritance passes easily from the father to the sons and the children. Rather, you are, you are all over the place. Looking for other things. That are so far from you. In the realm of the spirit, you are not known to those people. Hello? Numbers chapter 27 and verse 18. Look at it. Now watch this carefully. And the Lord said unto Moses, take the Joshua. Which Joshua? The son of Nun. A man in whom is a spirit. And lay thy hand upon him. And set him before Eliezer the priest and before all the congregation and give him a charge in their side. Look at the next verse. And thou shalt put some. And thou shalt put some of thy honor upon him. The honor that is on you, the honor, the anointing that is on him. Lay your hands on him and put some on him. Joshua was like a son to Moses. Why is your father's anointing on your life? Yeah, I believe that I am walking in the anointing of my father, Bishop Dakarouis. Yes, I believe it. I'm walking in the mega church anointing. I'm walking in the crusade anointing. I'm walking in the healing miracle anointing. Yeah, I'm walking in the church building. Church buildings. He built church buildings all the time. I've been involved so far in nothing less than about 
70 to 80 church buildings. Even the recent anointing I'm beginning to walk in is a book writing anointing. Yeah. This afternoon I had a test from a bishop in another country. He saw myself and my pastors and my shepherds, we are studying your cell system book right now as, as you know, I'm speaking. And then he even sent me, you know, something that he read in the book. He said, can you clarify it for me? Yeah. And so I typed something and sent it. So, oh, thank you so much. You have thrown more light. Yeah, it is possible. Yeah. And I'm believing God to go deeper into that oil. Hey! I'm believing God to go deeper. Because there are different dimensions. You know, recently, when I began to look at the titles of the new Macarius, 51 to 100, I, I sent him a, a message. I said, wow. I said, wow. See, one of the books there is Enlargement Secrets. This wisdom coming from the revelation. The deeper ranks. But you see, you are in the midst of this river. You are here. You are here. Yeah. It's like some of you, when you go to the seashore, you don't know how to swim. So, when I was here. But after this camp, this river's here. This river's the rivers here of the anointing on your father on the prophet on your pastor oh you are walking into it and you are going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and I see you swimming in those rivers in the name of Jesus then you can do more then you can do more Then you can do more. Amen. Huh? It is time for you to believe this fact. Anyone who is doing more is a deep person. He's wide and deep. He's indefinable and indefinite. Great men whom God uses are profound and deep in the things of God. Your shallowness will never match up to their deepness. Until you become a deep person yourself, you will never be able to do more for God. It is time to drill even deeper. Stand to your feet. I want us to pray. Are you ready to pray? How many of you desire to go deeper in the anointing? Lift up your right hand and say, Father, Father, in the name of, Jesus, the name of Jesus, I desire, I desire deeper, levels deeper levels of the anointing, of the anointing on, my Father, on my Father, in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus as, I pray, as I pray, oh God, oh God cause me to go deeper, cause me to go deeper into those oils, in those, oils those, rivers in those rivers upon his life. Clap your hands and pray. Clap your hands and pray in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and pray. 
Such a thing us to walk in this river. God is anointing you. God is anointing you. God is anointing you. In the name of Jesus, God is anointing us as we pray. We are going to walk in the oil of our fathers, in the mantle of our father, in the name of Jesus. May God cause us to go higher in the anointing, in the name of Jesus. We walk higher in the anointing of the Father, in the name of Jesus. Anoint us, O God. May we walk in this oil. May we walk in this new level, in the name of Jesus. Take us higher and higher and higher. In the name of Jesus, we don't want to remain the same. We don't want to remain the same. After this cup, take us higher and higher. In the name of Jesus, we don't want to remain at level one. We want to go deeper. We want to go deeper. In the name of Jesus, may we walk in the fire of our Father. May we walk in that same anointing. In the name of Jesus,
Lift up your hands. Father, have mercy upon us and take us deeper into the anointing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Let me see them. to be anointed so I want us to go through the testimony of the prophet so that we can also learn how we can become anointed Uh, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 Ye be not slothful, lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit their promises. Amen. Amen. Huh? So since he's anointed, the scripture says we should follow should follow him so that we can also become anointed. Can I have an amen? So in the mega church book we are blessed to have this testimony. And I'm just going to read to us. Is it a blessing? Eh? Yes. How I came to be anointed. Are you listening? Give me a wave. I had no formal training in ministry, no Bible school, and little contact with any great man of God and lots of critics. Some of the men of God I came into contact with ended up opposing and fighting the call of God on my life. I had no option but to tap into the anointing that was on other more distant men of God. I was forced to catch the anointing through tapes and books. I believe that I'm anointed with the Holy Ghost to stand in the office of ministry. I have too much evidence all around me to doubt the reality of the anointing on my life. Can I have a chair up here? Ah, Sometimes Jesus sat and taught, is that not it? Right. I also believe that the electronic and it's okay and technological development in the world is for the benefit of the kingdom of God and the ministry. The technology of this world can help you to get near to people who are anointed. It's the anointing that you need. How many of you need anointing? When God sends you a man of God, you are given a chance 
to receive him and catch the anointing that is on his life. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? When God sends you a man of God, you are given a chance to receive him and catch the anointing that is on his life. The anointing is the principal thing that you and I need to do God's work. The prophet Zechariah knew that the most important thing was the anointing. It was he who said, it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. Zechariah 4.6 Elisha also realized that the thing which made Elijah's ministry successful was the anointing. When he had the opportunity, he asked for the anointing. Some people may have asked for the money, the education or the qualifications that Elijah had. But Elisha just wanted the anointing. Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Second Kings chapter 2 and verse 9. In this chapter, I want to share about a channel of anointing. Say a channel of anointing. Is it that is why eh, I am I am teaching about this? Because there is a channel by which we can be anointed that many of us have abandoned today. Amen. And we need to go back. I said we need to go back. In this chapter, I want to share about a channel of anointing that is usually, that is not usually spoken of. It may sound new to you, but it is very real. If there is any way by which you can catch the anointing, please take it. I'm not presenting this as the only way that God can anoint you. I'm sharing with you what I've received from the Lord. I'm sharing with you what is biblically and scripturally sound. Many people have received the anointing through listening to tapes and reading books, but they do not understand what has happened to them. Many people who have received the anointing through this channel cannot teach it because they do not fully understand it. I believe that it is my duty to teach this simple but rare method of catching the most essential ingredient of ministry, the anointing. Amen. Now, in the previous chapter, I shared about the importance of associating closely with the man of God in order to receive the anointing. Why do you have to associate with anointed men of God? What exactly do you acquire through association? As you closely associate with a man of God, you hear him speaking over and over. These words are what contain the anointing. When Elijah associated himself closely with Elijah, he heard him speaking over and over again. 2 Kings 2.11, the Bible says, and it came to pass as the sail went on and talked. Words are powerful. Jesus told his disciples that his words contain two important things. They contain spirit and life. What is this spirit? The spirit is our mountain. The scripture says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and therefore the Holy Ghost is the anointing, the substance 
with which he was anointed. John 6.63 The word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. For many people, the close association we speak about is not possible except through the medium of books and tapes. Books and tapes contain the words of anointed men of God. The words of anointed men of God contain the spirit and the life. Soaking in books written by anointed men is a very valuable way of fellowshipping with them. When we talk about soaking, that is reading, studying. Do you understand it? Eh? Not just brushing through. Eating the book. Eating books. Eating messages. Audios. Videos. Listen to them over and over and over again until the content and the spirit enters you. That's what we mean by soaking. Eh? Like the way sometimes we are soaked by the rain. Is that not so? Everything is soaked. Including your underpants. The time you spend reading a book is time you spend fellowshipping with the one who wrote the book. What a great privilege to interact with someone for three hours in the privacy of your home. As you read this book, you are fellowshipping with me and I'm fellowshipping with you. As I write this book, I feel that I'm talking to certain people. I'm ministering directly to as many as will take the time to receive. Just as Elisha listened to the words of Elijah and the disciples listened to the words of Jesus, you are listening to my words as I read this book. The disciples listened to the words of Jesus. That is why they were anointed. The anointing makes people take notice of you. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. Look at Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. This is something about them reminded people about Jesus. May something about you remind people about your father. Amen? You can be with Jesus today by reading his words in the Bible. I constantly become amazed at the number of ministers who do not read the Bible. They just use the Bible as a tool for preaching. The word of God is first of all for your benefit. You will not be a minister of substance if you do not have your own personal fellowship with the Lord. I did not mean a last minute check of certain scriptures before you preach. A quick check of a scripture is different from fellowshipping with somebody through the written word. Fellowship of Jesus every day. God wants to interact with you. He wants to fellowship with you. God desires since the days of Adam God's desire since the days of Adam has been to fellowship of man. When Moses came down from the mountain after fellowship of the Lord, the glory of the Lord was upon him. The glory of the Lord will be upon you when you fellowship with God. Which is what I demonstrated to you here. How many of you remember? Yeah? When you fellowship with the Lord closely, interact with him, when you leave, what is on him will rub on you. 
woke up in this world, I found myself in Ghana, West Africa. I realized that I was very far from the great men of God in America. I desperately wanted to fellowship with them, but there was no way possible. I did not even have a visa to America. I had no money to buy a plane ticket. Even if I had been able to get there, many would have seen me as a crazy black man who was trying to get too close. They would have called their security guards to protect me, protect them from me. So God showed me a way that I could fellowship with some of the great anointed people of this generation. I fellowship with many people through their books. I've got to know their minds through their books. I've interacted with the Lord Jesus by reading the Bible and studying his words and actions. One of my favorite portions of the Bible are the Gospels. In the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I can see what Jesus said and I can hear him talking to me personally. Two types of receivers. There are two types of people who receive the anointing. Number one, those who are physically near. Number two, and those who are physically afar off. You see, some people have the opportunity to be physically near the anointed. The apostles, Peter, James, and John were physically close to the, to the Lord. They touched him. They held him. And they even had dinner with him. First John chapter 1 and verse 1. That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled. The apostle Paul loved his books. Unfortunately, Paul did not have the chance to physically interact with Christ as the other apostles did. Paul was just like me. He had to depend on books. That is why he sent urgently for his books and parchments, which are the booklets. You have to study and fellowship with the Lord and other great men of God like Isaiah through the written word. In 2 Timothy 4.13, this is what Paul said. The cloak that I left at trials with couples, when thou comest, bring with thee and the books, but especially the parchments. If Paul had lived in our generation, he would have used all the technology available to receive even more of the word and the anointing. Paul would have listened to tapes and watched videos. Books contain the written word, but tapes contain the spoken word. You can catch the anointing from the spoken word. Soaking in tapes is a scriptural practice. Soaking in tapes simply means to listen to the words over and over again until it becomes a part of you and until the anointing passes onto you. When a tape is fully soaked, both the word content and the spirit content are imbibed in your spirit. The anointing is not something you learn. It is something you catch. I see you catching the anointing. Do not assume that the stocking of the tape is just an educational exercise. It is a spiritual act. Two important things happen when you soak in a tape or a CD or an audio, or the podcast. Eh? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Secondly, the anointing of the spirit content comes into you. The spirit enters a person as he receives the word of God. Are you enjoying the reading? Are you following? 
How many of you are following? Yeah. That is why many people experience radical transformations by just listening to a powerful message of the word of God. That is how come people are saved when they hear the preaching of the word of God. The Holy Spirit enters into them as the preaching goes forth and they are born again. The Bible says that we are born of the Spirit. John 3, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Being born again is not an educational experience. Being born again does not mean that you have learned something new. It means that a spiritual change has taken place. Your spirit is recreated by the Holy Spirit. This experience of being born again completely and forever changes a person's life. It happens when people listen to the preaching of the word. That is why we invite people to church. We want them to be exposed to the preaching. In the same way, in the same way as we are born again and experience a spiritual transformation, you can experience a further spiritual transformation that will convert you into a minister. This spiritual transformation that makes you a minister is what is called receiving an anointing or being anointed. There are too many people who are called ministers who have not received a call to ministry and anointing to minister. When you have not been anointed, you are dry and lifeless. I used to go to church every Sunday and I hated it. It was a lifeless and boring experience. I only went because my parents have asked me to go. Unfortunately, not only are some so-called ministers not anointed, but they are not even born again. This is even worse. You do not become a minister by, become, by obtaining a certificate. You become a minister when God calls you and anoints you. Churches do not grow because there is no anointing for church growth. Pastors everywhere, churches do not grow because there is no anointing for church growth. You see, that's why your basenta doesn't grow. That's why your center doesn't grow. That's why your region doesn't grow. That's why your branch doesn't grow. There is, a, there is simply no anointing. The power of God, the influence of the Holy Spirit to orchestrate the ingathering of people to the church is not there. It's not upon your life. But that journey is starting after this camp. Actually, it has started. I see droplets of oil coming upon your life. Amen? Pastors everywhere must desire the anointing. Did you hear that? Pastors, shepherds, trainee shepherds, basenta leaders, basanta leaders, full-time pastors, lay pastors, apostles, bishops, everywhere must have a strong incessant relentless desire for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is why at this session we are talking about going deeper into the anointing and doing more It is the anointing that makes the difference. 
Once you know the anointing, you will not want anything else. You will not succeed in the ministry by being clever. Intelligence and education are no substitute for the anointing. Desire the anointing. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for the anointing. Go for the anointing. Lift up your two hands and say, I'm going for the anointing. I am pursuing the anointing. I am running after the anointing. Give the Lord a wonderful clap offering. Go for it. It is the main thing. And the main thing is still the main thing. The first sermon that Jesus preached was about the anointing. The first thing that he said when he began his ministry was that he was anointed. Luke 4, 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. In fact, Jesus did not attempt any form of ministry until he was anointed. Jesus knew that the ministry depended on anointing. I recently visited a beautiful large church. The pastor himself was not around, so the janitor took us around the building. The main hall had hundreds of beautiful mahogany pews. It was a beautiful building with two huge pipe organs and surrounding balconies. I asked the janitor, how many people does this building sit? He answered, this building sits at least 880 people. Wow! I remarked, that's a lot of people. He continued, but we don't have many people coming to church anymore. I see. How many people come to church nowadays? I asked inquisitively. About 20. With a maximum of 30 people. Now that sounds like your branch. That that sounds like your branch. But things are going to become different after going deeper into the anointing. Because I tell you, I see God giving us a desire for the anointing. Receive that desire. Receive that desire. Receive that desire to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He added, only old people attend church now. The young people don't come to church anymore. You see, it takes an anointing. A lot of the people here are young people. It takes an anointing to gather a lot of young people. Yes. Yes. And many of you are poor. It takes even a higher anointing to gather a minister to poor people. It's true. Amen. Yeah. I thought how sad such a large church has been reduced to a fellowship of 20 old and dying people. Obviously there was no life but that was not all. 
the janitor continued. The services from this plant are being held every two weeks instead of every week. I thought to myself, we hold church services on almost every day of the week. There is so much life in our church. It is full of many young people who want to serve the Lord. What a contrast. What makes a difference between a growing and a dead church is the anointing. Did you hear that? What makes a difference between a growing and a dead church is the anointing. The anointing is the life of God in the ministry. You see, the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of life. Jesus said, it is the spirit that quickens it. That word quickens means to give life. So your church is dying because there is no life. Yeah. You can say that is the area. It's far. When Jesus went into the wilderness, the people followed him there. Multitudes of them. It is time to get heavily and deeply anointed. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. The anointing explains everything. Where your church is, if you are anointed, the people will be there. You will be there. You can have the church in the center of the city where the roads are very nice. All the metro buses, you know, everybody is very easy to come. Still, there will be nobody there. If there is no anointing, if there is no life. Hallelujah. Are you here? You've gone home. Pastors, are we here? Are we yearning for the anointing? I am yearning. Ace, Lord. Help me. Help me, Lord. I need more of the oil. How many of you need more? How many of you are going to dig deeper and deeper and deeper? Hey. People oil for vehicles. They are digging 10 kilometers deeper. What about oil that will bring salvation to the peoples of this world? Amen. Are you enjoying? How many of you realize that there are powerful things in the books? Powerful. Now this book, Megacha, you have one. You have one. I know, I know you have one. You got one five years ago, but what I'm reading, you, you, you have not seen it. Amen. Oh, how we need anointing. We can't do without the Holy Spirit. So how do we come by this Holy Spirit? This is what this book is about. God is trying to show you that you need an anointing. You may be ministering the word. You may even be ordained. But it is only when you are anointed that your ministry will begin to make a difference to the lost masses of humanity. I see the anointing on you right now as you listen to me. Read this book in the name of Jesus. The prophet Ezekiel experienced the anointing entering his life one day. He described exactly how and when the anointing came upon him. 
Ezekiel said that the power and the anointing of the spirit had entered into him whilst he was listening to the word. Look at Ezekiel chapter 2 and verse 2. Ezekiel chapter 2 and verse 2. And the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. Are you seeing that? When he spake unto me. The spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. Amen. Ezekiel said very clearly in this scripture that the Holy Spirit entered into him when he was being spoken to. Peter, the apostle, also noticed this phenomenon. He noticed that the power of the Holy Spirit fell on people as he preached. Do you remember when Peter was preaching to the Gentiles? The Bible says that as he ministered the word, the Spirit of God fell on the people. Acts chapter 10 and verse 30 and 10 verse 44. Listen. Look at it. While Peter yet spake these words. Are you seeing that? While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell or the anointing came on all them which heard the word. Just like Ezekiel. So it shows you that Whenever you are listening to the words of an anointed man of God, the spirit of God is entering into you. Yeah. The more you listen, the more you become anointed. But unfortunately, many of us, we don't listen. We don't read. We don't watch. If the gift of the Holy Spirit could fall on people whilst Peter was preaching, then surely... The gift of the Holy Spirit can fall on you when any other anointed man of God is preaching. This is simple logic. Now listen to this. At 5 o'clock in the morning on the 1st of January 1987, I decided to obey the call of God on my life. It was in the early hours of the first day of that year when I decided to take up the mantle and become a pastor. I knew that I had been called and I decided to obey and become a pastor. At that time, I was in my fourth year of medical school. I began the church with a few nursing students and laboratory students in the Kolobu Teaching Hospital where I was studying medicine. I had no one to direct or guide me, so I struggled quite a bit during the first year. At the end of 1987, many friends had expressed their lack of confidence in me and deserted me. I was criticized until I felt like killing myself just to make my enemies happy. I remember looking at the ceiling fan as it twirled above my bed. I often thought of hanging myself on it. I wanted to vanish out of the view of all those who hated me and criticized me. I had very little guidance, but I was sincere and I had a lot of faith and many enemies. It is amazing how people hate you when you decide to follow the call of God. Don't mind your haters, okay? Follow the, follow the call of God. Eh? overlook what they are saying don't mind them follow the call of God God is going to use you and do something great out of your life in the name of Jesus receive that blessing in your life Amen this was the precarious and doubtful beginning of my ministry you see, I'm, I'm, I'm reading um, 
offers testimony how he became anointed. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that fantastic? This was a precarious and doubtful beginning of my ministry. I started out by faith and began teaching and preaching what I knew. A few nursing students responded. At the beginning of the church, at the beginning, the church met in a little classroom in the school of hygiene. After a while, many people left and some stayed. The little church stabilized with about 40 members. Charlie, it is a 40-member church that today has become a worldwide ministry. I declare that there is hope for your little church. I said, I declare that there is hope for your little church. Online. Those of you who are listening online. I declare that there is hope for your little ministry. In the name of Jesus. Your ministry is going to become a worldwide ministry. An international ministry. The same power that took this ministry to the world. It's taking your ministry to the world. Receive that blessing in the name of Jesus. Amen. That's it. Hmm. But something happened to me in 1988 that made a big difference to my ministry. It transformed the ministry from a little classroom full of nursing students to a ministry that impacts thousands of people around the world today. What happened to me? Now listen to this carefully. Everybody sit down. Everybody sit down. Do you know why I'm asking you to sit down? Prophet says that whenever he's sharing this testimony, he realizes that Satan tries to distract people from hearing it. Do you understand? Now, those of you standing at the back, is it, are they pastors who are controlling things? Yeah? Okay. Now sit down, everybody. Sit up, sit up, because something powerful is coming. Sit up. We, we have gotten to the, to the meat. The heart of the message. Are you here? Something is about to happen to you. Yes. I said something is about to you, to happen to you. And a mountain is about to enter you. Sometime during the middle of the year 1988, I had to fulfill what is called a community health rotation. Every class in medical school is divided into groups. Each group rotates through different fields of medicine throughout the year. That is why it is called a rotation. I had to complete four rotations in my final year. One each for surgery, medicine, specials, and community health. During the community health rotation, I had to travel outside the city of Accra to a smaller town called Suhum in another region of the country. Whilst there, I lived in the Suhum Government Hospital for one month. I was to gain practical experience in running a hospital and working out on the field where, where conditions are different from the bigger cities. Although I was fulfilling my medical requirements, as usual, my mind was on the ministry. 
By the second week, I took advantage of a more relaxed timetable and decided to fast and pray. On my way out of Accra to Suhum, I passed through a Christian bookshop and bought some Kenneth Hagen tapes. I felt that I needed something to soak in whilst I was in Suhum. You see, I needed something to soak in. After this camp, your life, you must become a soaker. Let up right and say, I'm becoming a soaker becoming of a messages. Soaker. A soaker of books. Soaker of books. Say, a, a soaker of audios. A soaker of videos. Yeah. All throughout my life, I've been a soaker. Heavy soaker. Yes. That's why we are here today. As we have soaked, something has come into us. Yeah. Eh? So he decided to buy some tapes to soak. Are you blessed? Pay attention because something powerful is coming. Yeah. Don't allow anybody to distract you from from, from this point going. I felt that I needed something to soak in whilst I was in Suhum. I've been a great follower and admirer of Kenneth Hagen's ministry. Actually, I've already listened to those tapes many times, but I, I thought I would just have something to listen to. No one had ever told me to listen to tapes. I just enjoyed doing it. I love the word, and I love the minister of the word. No one had ever told me to listen to tapes over and over. I wasn't trying to memorize the message, although I ended up remembering almost every sentence. Listening to tapes never replaced Bible study and personal quiet times for me. Now, do you remember the statement that I made? How many of you remember that? Yes. So listening to tapes, reading books, uh, do not replace your personal Bible study and quiet time. Amen. The books and the tapes, okay, are supposed to help you to even understand the scriptures much better. But not that because you have tapes and books, you don't read the Bible anymore. That is an error. That is an error. Amen? Listening to tapes never replaced Bible study and personal quiet times for me. I wasn't losing my personality. I wasn't becoming a clone. I was being blessed tremendously. One night, I was praying, fasting, and listening to one of these tapes that I had bought. I remember that day as if it was yesterday. I was using a small red Sony auto reverse tape recorder. The message that was being played was something about dealing with demons. It was a message I'd enjoyed listening to many times. The tape played nonstop throughout the night. So you see, this, this, this is something you must practice. Playing nonstop messages being around you. Eh? Hello? This is, this is how we grew up. If you want to know 
how we have become what we are. This is it. We have been soaking messages, watching videos, reading books, studying the scriptures, praying. Messages playing and playing, playing, playing and playing again, playing and playing again. Yeah. And this is what is lacking in your generation. This new generation of UD people, you have gone away from this ancient lama of soaking in messages. Many pastors don't soak in anymore. Yeah. So your anointing has become stale. It's no more effective. It's not refreshed. But we are going back. We are going back. How many of you are going back? Yeah. We are going back to the podcast. We are going back to the makane. We are going back to the the poiman. Eh? The yugalizo. The makarios. The origo. Amen. Now, something happened. Everybody says something happened. How many of you want to know what happened? Uh-huh. We are getting there. At about 3 a.m. in the morning, I was kneeling by the bed praying. I could see the tape recorder situated at the other end of the room. Then suddenly, then suddenly, something literally jumped out of the tape which was playing and moved into my belly. I could feel it entering me. Then I heard a voice saying, from now, you can teach. I didn't know, wait, 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 wait. I didn't know what that was, but I thought to myself, that is good. Because I want to teach. I didn't know at that time that I had received a major impartation of anointing through the channel of soaking in tapes. At that time, my church comprised about 40 students. The Bible teaches that we should prove all things. So I decided to try out this new gifting. I was invited to teach at a full gospel businessman breakfast meeting soon. This was my first ministration after my impartation experience. I tell you, I noticed a difference. After the ministration, somebody asked me where my church was. He was surprised that I was an unknown minister. Inside me, I knew that something had happened that was making a difference. May something happen to us. Oh, lift up your two hands and say, May something happen to me, Lord. May something happen no, to me. No, let something happen to me. Let something happen to me. No, let something happen to me. Let something happen to me. I feel so blessed.
when I got back to church after a month, I noticed a difference in my ability to teach and preach. The anointing had arrived and I began to build up. The first series I preached was about the prodigal son. I preached this on a weekday and the attendance and interest in the service began to increase steadily. I tell you, I noticed there was some, there was some life and spirit in the ministry. It is difficult to describe it, but when it's there, you know it's there. Yeah. The anointing is a bit like beauty. When you see it, you know it. You can't easily explain how or why you recognize beauty. But when you see beauty or anointing, you know that it is there. I have no reason to give for what I'm sharing except but to help you. My ministry has grown in leaps and bounds because of an anointing caught from soaking in the word on the tip. Today, you are reading one of the several books that I've written under that same teaching anointing. And you see, when the spirit entered him and he heard a voice and said, from today you can teach. 30 years fast forward. What do we see? All these books. All these books. 40 million of them in print. Are you clapping your hands for Jesus? At the time, I did not have any biblical basis for what I experienced. So I did not talk about it. Later, as I studied the word of God, I realized that the mystery of impartation of anointing through the soaking of the word is a reality. It is biblical. It is doctrinally sound and it is experientially real. Anyone who exposes himself to soaking in the word through books and tapes is exposing himself to more of the anointing. I'll read it again. Anyone who exposes himself to soaking in the word through books and tapes is exposing himself to more of the anointing. When you do that, only good things will happen to you. On different occasions, I've heard people describe how they have received an anointing as they sat in the congregation and received the ministry of the word. One pastor described how he felt warm drops of anointing falling on his head as I spoke the word at a camp meeting. I believe the Lord was anointing this man. T.L. Osborne, the great evangelist, describes how God changed his ministry as he sat under the ministry of William Brown, who was a great prophet of God. It all happened in a moment and he was anointed to go out and be a great witness to the world. It is interesting that outsiders sometimes are better receivers than insiders. That's what I explained earlier on. Do you remember the story of the centurion whose servant was sick? He sent for Jesus because he knew that Jesus had a mountain and power to heal. Huh? The Bible said a certain centurion's servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he will come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loved our nation, and he had built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with him, with them. And when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself. 
for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. Luke chapter 7, 2 to 7. This man realized that there was anointing in the words of Jesus. So he sent another message to Jesus. He said, don't bother to come all the way here. Just stand there and say something. In other words, there is no need for you to even lay hands or pour oil on my child. Just speak some words and the healing anointing will flow. Hallelujah. Amen. Eh? Yeah. So brothers and sisters, this is the channel through whom the prophet called the anointing. And ever since this ministry has been, he has shared this experience with us and encouraged us, his children, to do same. Those who have listened over the years and soaked in messages and watched the videos and read the books have truly become anointed. And those who have neglected that wisdom have not. That's the difference between the pastors in the UD today. Hallelujah. We must make an, a U-turn. I am very happy that at this camp there are so many young people who are here. Young shepherds. Trainee shepherds. Many of you, you have not been taught this. But today I have taught you. I have taught you today. Amen. You understand it? Yeah. So to start with, you must study the Bible. That is why in the morning, I spend three hours or so to teach you how to get the word of God into you through your own daily quiet time. How many of you remember? Yes. 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 Amen. And as you study the word of God, you get anointed. Every time you open the Bible and you read it and you meditate on it, the spirit is entering you. And then as you listen to the words of an anointed man of God that God has given to him. Even as we have been here since yesterday and I've been speaking, the words that I've been speaking, their spirit and their life. No, I saw somebody say online, the person is far in another country. He, said, he says, I'm feeling the anointing right here, right now. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. So, every one of you, how many of you want to be anointed? Yes. And which anointing are you desire? The anointing on this ministry. There's an anointing on this ministry. Every ministry has its own anointing. The anointing on this ministry is a specific anointing. Yeah. 
The amount that God has placed upon the life of the prophet, number one, is a church planting amount. It's a church planting amount. It makes church planting easy. Yeah. Well, last two, day, two years or so, I've sent pastors all over to go and start churches. They all have churches now. They have churches. Lay pastors, full-time pastors. Then it's a church growth anointing. It's one thing planting the church and a different thing the church growing. You understand? Increasing. More people coming in. And the anointing on the prophet's life okay, is also a church growth anointing. Yeah. Huh? The 40 member church is the church that gathers at the Independence Square. Only those in Accra and its surrounding areas. Hundred thousand people. Now, it is an, an anointing that carries the wisdom to build the church. It's, it's an apostolic anointing. Yeah. Building churches all over, not only in Ghana, but all over. And then it's also an anointing for building church buildings. We are currently heading towards 1,000 church buildings. Then it is it is an evangelistic anointing, a soul winning anointing. But specifically, it is a healing evangelistic anointing. Because there are two types of evangelists, those who preach without miracles. Okay. Alright. Like, um, what's the name? The great one who died, Billy Graham. Those are praying for the sick. And then they are healing evangelists. They preach their salvation, and then there's also healing miracles. The amount of the prophet that is healing evangelistic amount. Yeah. Then it is anointing. That raises up people to serve the Lord in their hundreds and their thousands. Not only in his church, but also in nations of the world. I'm trying to show you the dimensions of this anointing. As you are sitting down there, had to like that, there's nothing on you. All these anointings are there. It is an international ministry anointing. In 100 countries, far away in Fiji Islands, Papua New Guinea, Caribbean Islands, South America. Yeah? It is a book writing anointing. 
if you like, try to write one book. The third book that the Lord helped me to write, it took me 10 years. Recently, he was telling us that during the COVID, he started writing these new books. Plenty of them. He said, when the anointing is on you, there's speed, there's unction, there's capability. Things just come up. It's a prosperity anointing. Oh yeah. We are a blessed church. You may not hear us preaching a lot about money, you know, and all that. But the prosperity is linked with serving the Lord. You shall serve the Lord and he shall bless Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. That is how the prosperity in this church operates. All the pastors, all the shepherds over the years who have been serving, shepherds working, planting churches and all that, God has blessed them. Yeah. Those two who have been in this church and have not done that too. They've also not been blessed. Brothers and sisters, this is the great mountain that we have. And God has shown us that by following the prophet, soaking in the messages, plenty, plenty, plenty. I want all of us to start with the podcast. Okay, so download the podcast app. I think it's already on your phone, is that not true? Eh? On the smartphones. It's already there. The, app, the, the Android phone, do they also have it there? It's already there. Alright. Eh? Yes. Subscribe the podcast of Bishop Doug God Mills. Amen. When you go there all day, yeah, are you putting it up? Eh? Is it an Android one? All the messages. Hello? Well, Bishop Eric, please, tomorrow morning, let's have all the things here. I have to go through all of them before I start preaching. Amen. Yeah. So this is for the Android people. Is that not it? Podcast added. Wow. I don't use this type of phones. I don't know this one. Yeah. This I don't know. You have the one for the iPhone. Because I think it's a phone. The one. Eh? <laughs> eh? Some of you, brothers, the reason why the sisters have been bouncing is because of your phone. Huh. When she calls you, she has to shout. Hello? 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 She's shouting. Ah. And you're too known. You want a super beloved that will this your yam. Now listen. Let's all start with the podcast. 
all the messages that prophet preaches every week, everywhere. Okay, there's there's the um, Sunday messages, the pastors' uh, conferences, the crusades messages, uh, the camps. They are all arranged for you. Even I think the video, all right, is there. Yes. Yeah. Listen. Listen to me, my brothers and my sisters. How many of you want God to use you? Oh, yes. This is the key. Once the anointing comes upon you, that is it. Let me tell you something. Look into your life. Many of us here, we don't have anybody, no father, no mother, nobody cares for us. Charlie, what is left is the anointing. And once the anointing comes upon us, everything will change. May the Lord anoint you. May the Lord anoint you. Amen. May you go deeper and deeper and deeper. Rise your feet and lift up your hands and begin to pray. And ask for the anointing. Yes. Yes. We ask for the anointing. We ask for the anointing on our Father. Yes. In the name of Jesus. We ask for the anointing upon our Father. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes. May we walk in the anointing of our Father. In the name of Jesus. In the church going anointing. In the church planting anointing. In the church building anointing. May we flow in the Lord. May we flow in it. Open your mouth and pray. We want this anointing. We desire the anointing. We follow after the anointing. In the name of Jesus. You cannot keep quiet if you desire this anointing. Whatever level you are, there is an anointing that you must desire. In the name of Jesus. Our percentage must grow. Our sentence must grow. Our riches must grow. Our branches must grow. May the anointing upon our Father come upon us. We desire in love. We walk in
In the name of Jesus, all right, people pray. We are all right, people. Lord, I pray. Lord, I pray.
lift up your two hands. Yes, Lord. Receive the anointing. Yes. Online. Anointing is your portion tonight. Receive the church growth anointing. Receive the apostolic anointing. Amen. The church planting anointing. Basenta profession anointing. We receive it. Basenta profession anointing. We receive it. Yes. The prophetic anointing. We receive it. The evangelistic anointing. We receive it. The anointing to raise up shepherds we receive and pastors in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive the healing anointing. We receive it. The miracle anointing. We receive it. The anointing for prosperity. We receive it. The anointing for church building. We receive for it. For conferences. Yes. Lift up your hands and thank the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your power. Thank you for new levels of your spirit. Tonight. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We desire you, Lord. We want that mountain, Lord. We want that mountain, Lift up your two hands and speak in the Holy Ghost. Nobody speak in tongues now. Speak in tongues been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fako Kaswa. Please note our service time. Sunday 9.30 a.m. Jesus Encounter Service. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again. 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.